0: Greetings in Jesus' name, I am Jotham Kilimo, and once more welcome to EBZ Devotion. I thank God for the opportunity that we've had so far this week to reflect and meditate on the happenings in this Holy Week. Our main character is Jesus Christ, and the key theme is that Jesus Christ suffered, died, and was buried and resurrected to redeem us from sins penalty and grant us eternal life. We are now on the fifth day of Friday. Jesus has agonized in prayer in Gethsemane, surrendering to God's will that he goes to the cross, though humanly he would rather not. Just then Judas arrives with a crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders. Judas betrayed Jesus, and Jesus was arrested and taken for trial. What the religious leaders were plotting has come to pass, but remember we had said all this was still in God's plan and that he is still in control even though it doesn't look like. Let's read from Mark chapter 14, from verse 53, Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse 53. They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death, but they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with human hands and in three days we will build another, not made with hands. Yet even then their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? I am said Jesus, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. The high priest tore his clothes. Why do we need any more witnesses? He asked. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They all condemned him as worthy of death. Then some began to spit at him. They blindfolded him, struck him with their fists, and said prophesy the guards took him and beat him. From the passage, it is clear that there was no evidence to put Jesus to death. Even the people who gave false testimonies to the Sanhedrin could not agree. Jesus stated the truth, that he was the Messiah and they will see him exalted. This infuriated them even more and decided he should die. Only the Roman rulers could sentence a man to death. And so they had to take him through the process to achieve this result. Jesus faced up to six trials that Friday early morning before being crucified at around noon. Why was this necessary? Let's briefly look at these trials. Number one. Trial before Annas, who's the powerful ex high priest. Although no longer the high priest, he may have still wielded much power. Second, it was the trial before Caiaphas, the ruling or current high priest, and this was to gather evidence, really false evidence at best, which is what we've just read, for the fools and headring hearing. Trial number three was before the Sanhedrin, and here the formal religious trial was conducted and a sentence condemning him to death reached. Trial number four was before Pilate, who was the highest Roman authority in the land, and all death sentences needed Roman approval, hence the need to take him to Pilate. Fifth was a trial before Herod, who was the ruler of Galilee? Uh, this is a courtesy and guilt sharing act by Pilate because Jesus was from Galilee, Herod's district. And the sixth trial and the last one was a second trial before Pilate. And Pilate's last ditch effort to avoid condemning an obviously innocent, innocent man failed, and he washed his hands. So Jesus went through an unfair trial in our place so that we would not have to face a fair trial and receive the well-deserved punishment for our sins. After the trial comes the crucifixion, death, and burial of Jesus. All the four Gospels put together give a rich account of how Jesus was crucified, died, And was buried. After being sentenced to die on the cross, a most shameful way of execution, where a condemned person is hung naked on a tree outside the city, the soldiers mocked him as they led him from Pilate's court to the place of crucifixion outside the city, a place called Golgotha which means the place of the skull. He was crucified between two thieves, one of whom God saved. From 12 noon to 3 pm, darkness came over the land, and then Jesus died. Since it was the day before the Sabbath, Jesus had to be buried and not left on the cross. Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for Jesus' body, and he buried it in an unused tomb. Out of the many lessons we can learn from these events of what we now call Good Friday, I would like to focus on what Jesus said when he was on the cross. From the Gospels, commentators and scholars have been able to come up with seven last words of Jesus on the cross. Let us briefly reflect on them. The first one is Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. This is found in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Jesus asked God to forgive the people, the Jewish leaders and Roman politicians, who were putting him to death. Jesus was suffering the most painful and horrible death, and he looked at these responsible and prayed for their forgiveness. The Roman centurion and soldiers who witnessed the crucifixion later said, surely he was the son of God. Indeed, Jesus died for all sinners. Secondly, he said, I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Luke 23, verse 43. As a thief was about to die, Unlike his companion on the other side who insulted Jesus while hanging on the cross, he turned to Jesus for forgiveness, and he was forgiven. This shows that deeds do not save us. Our faith in Christ does. It is never too late to turn to God. Third, speaking to Mary, his mother, and John. Dear woman, here is your son. And to John, here is your mother. Found in John 19, verse 26 and 27. Even when dying on the cross, Jesus was concerned about his family. He instructed John to take care of his widowed mother and told her that John is her son. We should take care of our families under all circumstances. Number four, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 1 Matthew 27, 46 and Mark 15, 34. This is a fulfillment of a prophecy recorded in Psalm 22 verse one. Jesus knew that the moment he took up the penalty for our sins, it will cost him separation from his father. This was what he was praying in agony about in Gethsemane. Number 5: I am thirsty. John 19:28. The body is dehydrated due to extreme torture, showing that Jesus was human. Number 6: It is finished. John 19:30. The word finished is the same as paid in full. Jesus came to finish God's work of salvation, to pay the full penalty of our sins. It also marked the end of the sacrificial system instituted during Moses' time. The last words, number seven, was, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Recorded in Luke 23, 46. At this point, with a loud voice, Jesus died. This also tells us he knew where his spirit was going, to his father's safe hands. He was still in control of events. Jesus is God. Later, upon resurrection and ascension, he would be at the father's right hand, which is what he had told the religious leaders who got furious and made decision to crucify him. The statements that Jesus made from the cross demonstrate both his humanity and his divinity. They also capture the last moments of all that Jesus went through to gain our forgiveness. On this Good Friday, when we commemorate and remember what Jesus Christ went through for our sake, what is your response? Jesus died in your place, not because he had sinned, but because of your sins. What is your response? Have you ever accepted this truth? The grace and gift of God of saving you from eternal punishment due to your sins and offering you eternal life? Jesus paid for your sins. Believe in your heart and accept him your Lord and Saviour today, otherwise you will suffer eternal punishment and separation from God. Choose eternity with God. A truth that comes through clearly is that Jesus Christ suffered, died and was buried to redeem us from sin's penalty. Let us pray. Gracious, merciful, and loving Father, we are grateful for the gift of salvation through the death of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross in our place. Convict by your Holy Spirit those who have not believed so they would seek forgiveness of their sins this Good Friday. Grant this request in the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.